we're going to want to clarify with them what each of those different funding sources mean, what they're committing to, and especially for things like student loans. From MoneyFit by DRS, it's the MoneyFit Podcast, the show about financial education opportunities all around us and practical financial tips right in front of us. I'm Todd Christensen, and on today's show, how an Idaho woman and her team work to help first-generation and non-traditional college students understand the value of post-secondary education and the important role of personal finance during and after college. Janelle Cully joined TRIO in 2018 and brought with her a background in conflict management and organizational development, where she focused on understanding the systemic barriers in both social and institutional environments. She loves working for a program that supports all forms of education and helps people reach their goals. Janelle Cully, welcome to the MoneyFit Podcast. Thank you. It's so good to be here. Great to have you here. All right, Janelle, as I mentioned to you earlier, I'm going to start our show with one of our standard questions. Are you ready? Yes. Okay. What is your favorite thing about working with TRIO? Hmm. There are so many things, but I think one of the best things about working with TRIO is just the impact we get to have on people. Uh, You know, school can be hard to navigate, and it's really fulfilling to be able to help people overcome those barriers to achieve their goals. So if we could just give a uh, 15, 20 second introduction to TRIO, you've you've mentioned education and you're working with individuals. What, What would you say to somebody who's never heard of TRIO? Of course, yes. So we are the Educational Opportunity Center, and we are a federally funded TRIO program, um, which is funded by the U.S. Department of Education, and they focus on serving low-income and first-generation students access college. And for us, we focus on serving adults access college and career training programs. Um, So we get to have that niche of serving the adult population. So adults from... uh, uh... Any kind of adults, or are you talking uh, non-traditional 30, 40-something-year-olds? Yeah, so we tend to serve people ages 19 and up, um, so there's no one too old who could go back to school. So we just uh, we serve anyone who is within Ada and Canyon County and really looking to go back to um, either a short-term training or their first bachelor's degree, really anything that they want to pursue. That's great. So here's, uh, here's my first question for you. I, I, we can assume that a number of uh, young adults and non-traditional potential students are listening. What would you like a student just getting started in their college education to know about their personal finances? That's a big question. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So when it comes to pursuing what they want to do for school and regarding their finances, um, you know, school can always sound really expensive. That is mm-hmm. um, a, a big barrier for people. Um, but really, there's a lot of resources out there to help with the financial costs of school. So I would recommend that the first thing somebody does is really find out what they're eligible for. You know, the, the FAFSA, which is the free application for federal student aid, is a great place to start because you get 
Um, it's, it's a non-commitment application. It's really just figuring out what federal aid you could be eligible for to help pay for school. And there's, there's lots of different things that you could be eligible for through that. Um, but doing something like that is a great first step to really assessing um, what aid can help you. That FAFSA, for somebody who's just seen it for the first time, can mm -hmm. feel a bit intimidating, to say the least. Mm -hmm. uh, what there are are there resources for for people to uh, access even just to help with the FAFSA? Yeah, so we are one of those resources, um, especially for you know adults who who are no longer in in high school and don't have that that advisor in with them in high school to help them. So that's kind of where we come in, and we can really help walk through. Uh, the application. Um, it does ask questions about your taxes and your income. So some of that stuff can be a little, little challenging to navigate. And so we want to help make that easier. So programs like us, or, you know, sometimes the schools that you're applying to, they may have resources too on campus that can help. So let me ask you on, on, as far as TRIO goes, how common are TRIOs around the state, around the country? Yes, so TRIO is national. There are eight different programs underneath the TRIO umbrella. Many of them are plugged into middle schools and high schools or even college campuses. Um, so here within the state of Idaho, we actually have 30 different TRIO programs. Wow. Um, and there are currently two programs like ours that serve um, adults specifically. Um, and so there's another one located down in Twin Falls um, as well, kind of serves that region. Um, but it's, it's very common. We are all over the U.S. It just depends what, you know, target areas we serve or what schools we're affiliated with um, and just kind of where we're located. So someone can, uh, could look up a trio in wherever, whatever state or wherever location they are and typically find the same sort of services? Absolutely. Oh, that's good. Well, let's, let's say you had a, a person come in and sit down with you that's thinking about going back to school. You've got, maybe they say 30, they got 30 minutes mm -hmm. uh, and, uh, or you, maybe you have them on the phone. What are some of the key financial principles that you hope that, uh, that you would address with him or her? FAFSA being probably the first one, it sounds like. What are some other things that you'd like them to consider as far as finances go in college? Yeah, filling, making sure that they understand to fill out the FAFSA and those resources are going to be really important. The other thing we're going to want to clarify with them is just what each of those different funding sources mean, what they're committing to, um, especially for things like student loans, because we don't want somebody to, um, you know, get into a situation where they are not able to pay back those student loans. So we want to make sure that those commitments are really clear. We might mm -hmm. also talk about budgeting um, in college and, and what type of other expenses they might have and things to consider and ways to really support all those different costs. Because when you go to school, it's not just tuition, it's your books, it's the technology that you need. It's, it's the time that's probably being taken away from the job you would most likely be working instead and really wanting to make sure that all those things are covered um, and at least thought about uh, when making those decisions. 
if you're you're talking to me, it sounds like you'd you'd go into some of the when you talk about the different types of financial um, resources. Is that when you might talk to them uh, about the difference between a subsidized and an unsubsidized loan? Yeah, so those and those are great um, different things to differentiate because those are um, underneath the umbrella of the federal student loans. And so that is absolutely something we want to clarify with people. Um, So when it comes to federal student aid, there are three different categories that somebody's eligible for. And so it would be either federal student loans, which could be those subsidized or unsubsidized loans. There's also work study programs. Um, which are actual jobs that somebody works. And then there's also the Pell Grant, um, which is another form of a needs-based income that somebody can get and they don't necessarily have to pay back. So when we want to talk about the loans, because people do have to pay those back, we do want to make sure they understand the difference between those subsidized and unsubsidized so that when they're choosing between the ones that they are wanting to take, they can maybe make that better decision. So is there, is that, would that be among the most uh, misunderstood concepts when, or financial concepts when people are thinking about school is that, do they know, do they, do you think they understand that most people understand the difference between subsidized or unsubsidized? Probably not. Um, Yeah. So subsidized loans means that the Department of Education is paying the interest on your loan while you are enrolled in school, at least half time. So they are subsidizing the cost of the loan, which is Mm -hmm. where that name comes from. Um, So while you're in school, um, it's the benefit of taking those types of loans is that your interest is being covered. Um, And then once it's six months after you leave school, then you'll have to start paying that interest as well. So the unsubsidized loans, there's really no one assisting with the interest. So you are responsible for that interest you know, from, from the get-go. So uh, because sometimes you can have multiple options, if you don't have to take out all your loans, then Mm -hmm. it's nice to know which one is the one you should prioritize taking out. Um, Because just because you're offered a loan doesn't mean that you need to take it. Um, It's good to make sure that you actually need that money. And sometimes you do, and that's okay but you just need to make sure that you're going to budget for being able to pay that off when you do graduate. When in my younger years, when I went uh, off to college uh, and I started applying for student loans, I was one of those that said, I'll take whatever you got. Mm-hmm. And I maxed out every, every student loan I could get. Mm-hmm. I mean, I did get a few Pell Grants here and there, uh, but uh, so, so what specifically would you have, told a younger Todd, if he walked into your office and I, I, I just, I want, they're going to offer me money. I'm going to take it. Mm-hmm. Well, younger Todd sounds a lot like young Janelle. So <laughs> young I, yes. So I, what I would tell you is absolutely what I would also go back in time and tell myself, which is one, do you really need that loan? Because it, it is intimidating to go to school and realize mm-hmm. that you're one, not going to be able to work as much or you know, you, you don't want to just be eating ramen noodles, you know, nobody Mm -hmm. wants that. (laughs) So I think I really would have wanted somebody to sit me down and really do the math on what this was going to mean on the other side and really show what that was. Cause you know, you can hear the promises of what your salary is going to be, what the job market's going to be, 
But as, as we've all seen, that fluctuates and there's no guarantees. So really making sure you're being as, as frugal and responsible um, as possible from the beginning um, is really the best advice because you, you, know, you can't really guarantee any job you're going to have when you graduate. Right. Okay. So what do you do when, when a starry-eyed uh, young adult or potential student comes into your office and, and, and you need to talk this have this reality check with them, mm-hmm. but you don't want to send them off, you know, with, with any kind of crushed dreams. <laughs> how do you, how do you balance that? Yeah. So a lot of the times it's, it's not so much us, you know, uh, telling them what they're, they're going to have at the other side. We really just like to give them the tools to sort of figure that out. So a great tool that I love to refer to is Next Steps Idaho. It's a phenomenal website that has a lot of great resources for the state of Idaho around education. And one of the things they have is a kind of an assessment tool called Future Finder and Plan Smart. And somebody can go in and basically say, I want my life to have this type of mortgage. I want this type of house that's going to cost this much and this type of car and and they can really see for themselves what they need to prioritize. So it's really having them walk through the budgeting process themselves. And then if they say, I want all of this, but I want to do this type of job and those don't align, then they get to see that for themselves and, and they can then play with it. It's a very interactive tool. So you can start to increase costs here or lower them there and, and really see where you need to prioritize things and what jobs might fit that type of expense for a lifestyle. So that sounds like a, a great tool. I'll, I'll include that in our show notes. Mm-hmm. And um, if I can find some in maybe some other states as well, hopefully they have, I would imagine many states have something similar to that. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, there are. Well, uh, how, how can our listeners connect with you, uh, Janelle, online? or Trio online? Mm-hmm. Yes. So we, like I said, we serve Ada and Canyon County. So if there is anybody within that area that is interested to, to talk about school, you can call us. Our phone number is 208-364-9925. And that's just our general line. Um, you could also email us. We are eoc at uidaho.edu. Or you can also find us um, on our website, and that's www.uidaho.edu backslash EOC. And you can find us there, and it has a lot of different resources and information on there, too. Is there a uh, a national website that that, uh, somebody could find their own local TRIO program through? You know, unfortunately, uh, the U.S. Department of Education doesn't necessarily list out every single it's not it's not a user-friendly site to Mm -hmm. to find a trio program if you do look on for instance if you're an adult and you're looking for an educational opportunity center you can uh, see a list of funded schools and funded programs so you can at least know whether or not there's one in your area Mm -hmm. but sometimes there's something unique like us being funded by the university of idaho but we're located down in boise so we're not always right next to the okay. school that sponsors us, but at least you can know what state is around. 
Okay. But so maybe, I, maybe uh, even just a, to Google EOS, uh, education opportunity center trio mm-hmm. and near, near me, something like that. Yep. Yeah. Okay. All right, Janelle. Well, I, I appreciate uh, the, the great information you've shared and uh, the, the great resource that trio is you and your staff there. As uh, we finish up this episode, I'm going to ask this, uh, this one last, this question, what is one practical step or piece of advice you would recommend to our listeners from today's topic? Yes, I think the best practical advice that I could offer somebody who is considering school um, is, and this is probably goes for really anybody in life, but really make that budget and make that future budget. Um, I think it's really easy to assume certain costs, but when you really put pen down to paper, start adding things up and you really see what the true costs of things are and what your school is going to, your, your, what your education is going to be able to get you, then that can really help guide your direction. Excellent. Well, thank you, Janelle, for joining me today. And uh, for those uh, listening, we appreciate your support. Check us out again for our next episode of the Money Fit Podcast through moneyfit.org. 